Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with the leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm okay. How are you? I can't complain. Um, <laughs> that was a nice introduction. Thank you. Uh, today's topic, let's chat about mental health. Mental health. How is your mental health going today? On a scale from one to ten? Any, <laughs> anyone, yeah. I'd say like a five. A five? Mm-hmm. How so about you? Mid-tier, little blah. Mm, yeah, a blah, but not a blah. Not a blah, <laughs> okay. Uh, say I'm about a, maybe a seven, 7.5 out of ten. pretty good, pretty good. Um... Yeah, mental health is 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 a stigma. It's a it's the boogeyman. It's it's the thing that we don't talk about within the black community. Mm. Why don't we why don't you think we talk about it much in our community? Well, in the African American community, um they just say pray it away. Talk to God. <laughs> I feel like there's a shift. Like nowadays, I see a lot of are people doing the work? Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of us taking an initiative and like, you know what? That's not normal. I need to figure out how to fix that. Or I need yeah. to figure out where I need to go to talk about it. Maybe it may not be, you know, celebrated, like you said, you know, talk to God or not. But I think that people are aware that there are resources to make a difference. It says here in the dictionary, um, mental health. Psychological well-being and satisfactory adjustment to society mm-hmm. and the ordinary demands of life. Uh, let me read the the next one. Mm-hmm. The field of medicine concerned with the maintenance or achievement of such well-being and adjustment. So we need well-being adjustment. Well-being adjustment, or I think well-being. Um, yeah. Maybe adjusting, a little bit of adjusting, but reassurance, maybe. A little fine-tuning. A little tweaking. Yeah. Um, so, did you know that there are 300 mental disorders? I had no idea. <laughs> 300? Yes. I'm not going to name all of them. But it's, um, hold up, but it's funny because you can see that in the area that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking down the street, <laughs> you can see. I didn't mean to start. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Some of the main groups of the mental disorders, according to healthdirect.gov.au, um, are mood disorders, which includes depression or bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, psychotic disorders such as schizophrenia, eating disorders, uh, trauma-related disorders such as post-traumatic stress disorder, mm. um, sus- substance abuse, and that the last one, excuse me, is substance abuse disorders. Mm. Um, the diagnosis of mental illness can be controversial. 
There have been many debates in the medical community about what is and what isn't a mental illness. The definition can be influenced by our society and culture, but most mental illnesses occur across all countries and cultures. This suggests that they are not just constructed by social norms and expectations, but have a biological and psychological basis, too. That sounds like a a lot of jargon that I need to um, (laughs) research a little bit more. Yeah. Well, when they say this suggests that they are not just constructed by social norms, they're not created by, you know, the ways that we kind of function in our... Not the environment? Yeah. Okay. Um, But have a biological and psychological basis, too. So biologically, you can inherit a mental disorder. Okay. Psychologically, you can inherit a mental disorder. Okay. Okay. Um, Social norms, I think, just like our everyday lives, the way that we live, who we interact with, um, can bring about, you know, mental illness as well. I think. That's how I'm interpreting it. Um, Yeah. Is there anything you want to share about what I just said? It's it's fairly new research right because back in the day like the early 1900s they would just throw it on demons like if somebody sent you an award or something yeah 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 if somebody was like schizophrenic they would say it was a demon or something talking to them um i think they i think yeah i mean years ago there may have been negative um connotations and negative assumptions about people with mental illness disorders yeah but um i believe that mental illness is treatable or people can be able to tolerate certain feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very complex. I do agree that it is like um, controversy around it. I think that the mind, we only explore a small, percent, a small percentage of what the mind can do. The mm-hmm. mind is like, a mega, mega, mega computer, you know, know what I mean? And um, maybe certain mental illnesses are like a virus that infects that computer. And uh, I'm not sure if there's ways to like reboot that computer. Yeah, they are. I think um, that's all dependent upon what the person is willing to decide like yeah. what what type of help do you need and are you willing to accept the help that mm-hmm. is given or what are you going to do to change the circumstances that you're in um yeah so what do you think about uh this Kanye West character <laughs> character <laughs> um i believe Kanye West is a person who is struggling right now mm-hmm. with accepting his reality. Yeah. We spoke on reality in a previous episode, but I believe that sometimes when people um, did not have an opportunity to grieve, mm-hmm. did not have an opportunity to process um, something that was devastating, yeah, they have difficulty adjusting to their new reality. Yeah. I also think that if he indeed has bipolar disorder or... Um, depression, anxiety. I'm not necessarily sure what his specific diagnosis is. Um, Mm. And I'm not a scientist or a doctor to know what those sensations for a person are with bipolar disorder. However, I do believe that um, he's not protected. Yeah. He should not be in 
the media <laughs> at all. Yeah, it it's a sticky situation with him. Um, I'm not sure what his mental status was before the death of his mother. Um, I'm just going by the music. You know, um, he produced two great albums or maybe three great albums. All right, wait, wait, wait. Let's name them. College Dropout. Then there was Homecoming. Homecoming. Then there was... Wait, wait, wait. College Dropout. And wasn't there a second College Dropout? Let's see. (laughs) Google it. Oh, Graduation. Yes, that's the one. I'm like, there's something with college that's... (laughs) Late, late late registration. No, the college dropout. Late registration. Graduation. Graduation. And then after that was 808 Heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. Then My Beautiful Twisted, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's when he lost me. It had some good, it had some good <laughs> it songs some on there. It had good ones, but then you were like, wait. He, you know, like, he went what's to happening? A, he went to another direction. He started shifting, but... Even that I could listen to. I could tolerate it. Yeah. But it wasn't like the previous albums where I could just play that on repeat. Mm-hmm. And no song were, songs work for a word. With My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I think I probably liked, um, shoot, I'm already forgetting, but with the ballerinas and the phoenix. Mm-hmm. What is that song? Runaway. Runaway. That's, that's the one that just stuck with me the most. So it seems that his mother died in 2007. And this is right before, um, I guess, late registration. (laughs) This is right before, this is during graduation. Right, because in last registration, he had that song, Hey, Mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two. So this is during the release of the graduation. And then the the year after was 808 Heartbreaks. Yeah, but remember he said last night, I saw you in my dream. Now I can't wait to go to sleep. Mm. You ever remember that? That was I like a quote in his song for the the mama, dear mama, for the second version yes. where she passed. Yes. And that resonated with me because he's not he's not the same as I mean anyone that loses someone, you're never the same when that person is gone. So, late registration, two thousand five. College dropout, no, college dropout 2004, late registration 2005, graduation 2007, 808 Heartbreaks 2008, uh, late orchestration 2006. Wait, so he had an album coming out every year? Every year. Until, um... How did I, I didn't even pay attention to that though. But that's true, like every year he had a song, literally I knew... From the time that Kanye came out with Jesus Walks, that he always had a song. He always had a song. Mm. So it seems to me that he didn't have time to mourn the death of his mother. Yes, that's what I was trying to get at in the beginning. Yeah. Where there's certain things that he wasn't able to just do, which was just to pause. And reflect and process. But mm-hmm. maybe he didn't want to. Mm. And if he already had that disorder and then not really recovering from that thing, of course someone's going to end up having a, a, a huge mental breakdown because and you haven't had an opportunity And some people, uh, instead of like looking at the situation that's in front of them, they keep their head down and, and they just focus on work, 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 mm-hmm. work, 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 work. work. You know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's bad because whatever you're going through is just going to bubble and, and, and explode later Definitely. on. I think a lot of us were doing that before um, this opportunity of being in lockdown. Yeah. 
Um, I think a lot of people had certain routines where you didn't really have time for yourself, didn't really have time to process things. Um, so, yeah. As of today, I guess Kanye is running for uh, president 2020. Um, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but every time we see him, well, the latest couple times we've seen him in the public eye, he's been breaking down and having fits and moments where I don't think that it's right for the media to record this footage and put it out there. Like this is just so embarrassing, not embarrassing to watch, but embarrassing to see that there's certain people around him that. I don't know, because I feel like if you were Kanye West, I'm sorry, you're grown, but I would have been there with you, number one. Even if I didn't agree with what you were doing, Mm -hmm. we would have been there together. However, when it got to the point where, you know, the tears and the waterworks started coming, I would have asked for people to leave or turn turn it off. In my personal opinion, I think Kanye should have pulled a Dave Chappelle and just went to Africa and, and stayed for a couple years. I, well, I guess someone can argue in saying that's what he's doing in Wyoming. Yes, but is it far enough away? <laughs> no, I feel what you mean. I believe he needs, I he mean, needs some sand and he some need, he <laughs> needs some people sunshine that he he need a grandma hug. I don't know because also I I actually don't know someone that directly close to me mm. um, or in my space that has bipolar disorder. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what that may look like and how supportive one can be to someone that's struggling in that way. What I'm trying to figure out is, was he bipolar his his whole life? Or how do you go from George Bush doesn't care about black people to having some extremely pro-black songs? Right, okay. Let's not deny that he's a genius. He's a genius. However, he has a huge ego, and I do believe that he was, for his entire career, a huge asshole. Yes, but sometimes you have to be when it took him a long time to, I guess, get into the spotlight. That's true, but you don't have to be arrogant. You don't have to be arrogant, but a lot of billionaires and, and trillionaires and millionaires that I've seen and didn't done the research are pretty arrogant. Yeah, it's, but he it's sometimes <laughs> slightly psychotic. He didn't have to snatch that award from that girl. What's her uh, name? Uh, Miss Swift. Uh, yeah, State Taylor Swift. Swift. And um, t- saying. And then back, he did the same thing. But but how do you go from that to saying slavery was a choice and um, um, Harriet Tubman didn't free free the slaves. That's, she just had. But, them work for other white that's people. Me- that's mental illness for you, because you can argue the same. And that's another thing too. Like Kanye West has a mental illness, and so does Azealia Banks, and they both mm. act the same way. Yeah, they both act the same exact way, where they they're kind of like level minded mm-hmm. for a, a short period of time, and then something happens, and then they escalate like this, and just go on rants and ramble and mm-hmm. have, but. What's unfortunate is they're celebrities, so they have a platform to, like, just everybody sees what they're doing. Like, when Kanye West had that Twitter rant where he was talking about, um, I I don't mean to laugh, but Chris Jenner, Kim Kim Jong-un, or just things like that where it's like, nobody in their right 
while being mined, I believe, would say something like that. Unless it's when a they cry used to say Bush doesn't. Unless it's a cry for help. Unless it's a cry for help. Is mental illness a cry for help? The way you react, maybe. Mm. I think so. I think so. Like you said, if you don't have anyone in your corner and you're going through these different episodes and you haven't had time to mourn, and mm-hmm. what's the point of him having a spot in Wyoming? You know, he had to get away from something. Yeah, that's true. You know, and and whether, that's yeah. Whether it's the media, whether it's the people around you, mm-hmm. you know, who people, the people who don't support you, maybe that's his version of therapy. Just getting getting away from it all, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I, I appreciate that he does have that luxury to, you know, fly to Wyoming and heal where other people may have to find different ways to yeah. protect their energy and well being. Yeah. What is your what is your form of therapy? My form of therapy, um my form of therapy is uh working on my temple, jogging, um when I wake up in the morning, early morning, before I go to jog, I meditate for like 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you meditate? Where? You know, I wake up. You guys are still asleep. I sit on the couch after uh, I use the bathroom in the morning. And I just sit there and, and just do breathing techniques mm-hmm. and and breathe. And everything is usually silent that early in the morning. I usually mm-hmm. wake up like 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And just gather my thoughts, and after that, I go straight to jogging and and work on my body, my mm-hmm. temple. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, I would like to just like talk to maybe a therapist here and there, mm-hmm. and um, really dig down deep into the trenches. Yeah, but um, that's what what I'm doing so far. Uh, just helps me get into better spirits and. Helps me attack the day. It must be working because you're seven point five. Seven point five, yeah. Out <laughs> of ten today, so that's pretty good. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. Um, well for me, I talk to a therapist on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I made just a decision to go back into therapy. I used to go to therapy um around two thousand and thirteen to two thousand fourteen. It wasn't a very long experience. Um but I just recently went back, um, and I think have, had I not gone back, I probably would have had some issues, <laughs> like a mm-hmm. mental breakdown. Um, but I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, not post-traumatic stress disorder, but uh, PTSD from postpartum depression and anxiety. So there's two things that I'm constantly trying to... Under, well, I'm I'm in the process of working out and understanding how to deal with certain things. Mm. And the therapist gives you certain tools on how to do that, or should you just have conversations? We both. Okay. We have conversations, and then I have homework, and we also have a treatment plan. Mm. So a treatment plan is not necessarily is not medication, okay. um, pharmaceutical medication. Yeah. It's more so um, medication of the mind, like what things can um, support you mentally mm-hmm. uh, by being mindful, uh, by being by living in the moment, um, and some other things. Mm. Yeah. So you 
dug down into the trenches per se to understand what caused these um, mental lapses. I don't want to say mental lapse, but what caused the, the, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so we're getting there. I think because it hasn't, it's, it hasn't really been a month yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to realize certain things where I'm like, oh, okay. I know what this is connecting to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things that you can't control. Like postpartum depression just comes when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, but some people get it. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to get back to a space where I feel normal again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we deal with a lot, you know. Um, I think one of my main problems, I'm not sure if it's a mental illness, but mm-hmm. just as a 30-year-old, I'm just learning how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think it was due to, you know, the past mm-hmm. of not communicating and holding things in and don't get me wrong. My mother was a, a, a strong person, strong will. She provided and she did everything she could to uh, raise a, a son on her own. But when shit hit the fan, it hit the fan. And just being cursed out about certain situations or being talked at instead of talked with, mm-hmm. I created a space in my head where where I'm reserved more than vocal, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I still have my mom's in the back of my head <laughs> when I think about certain things and I can, I remember those uh, whoopings when I did something crazy or right. what, what, what would be deemed to seem crazy back then but um i wouldn't say it's ptsd but it might be like a small dose of it (laughs) yeah i feel you and i mean i hope you don't mind that i speak on this Mm -hmm. on our podcast but um it really broke me when you said that the way that i speak to you is as if you're an inferior Mm -hmm. like i never wanted to be that person for you and I never wanted to reflect or speak to you in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of my own insecurities and inabilities to communicate, because mm-hmm. I have certain things from my past where I have difficulty speaking, yeah. um, even though when I try to vocalize, I have an image or a depiction of what my outcome will be the same way you would. Mm-hmm. Um which which kills me because I'm trying to communicate, but I don't know how, <laughs> you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm still working. So also but, being mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I was just saying also just trying to be really mindful and learning ways that I can communicate with you where you where I'm not being disrespectful mm-hmm. and where I'm not coming across that way, because that's not never my intention. It's a process. But ha- did you notice because I noticed in myself that I instantly shut down 
after that because yes. it brought me back to the the way you shut down. I'm also shutting down internally yeah. because I don't even want that argument. I, I initially didn't even want that argument to happen. Yeah. And the way that I communicated to you is not because I think you're a bad person and I do believe that you are mm-hmm. um, inferior or that I'm speaking to you like I'm your mother. Mm. But there's certain certain things where I feel a lack of protection mm. that I felt when I did that I didn't have in my own childhood. So mm. there's certain things that I'm that are reappearing of feeling when I, when I see or sense something that, you know, I'm trying to say this eloquently, but there's a, there's something that reoccurs, like a situation that happened and I see it. And it's the same thing that I felt in the past where it's like, I don't feel protected and I feel alone. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to communicate that to you, but because I'm holding a, a level of fear and anxiety and anger, mm-hmm. the words that I'm trying to say to you is not the words that I, I want to come out. Like, basically what I just wanted to say was, like, I I need you to be my teammate. Like, I need you to, like, I don't know, like, yeah. I just want to feel like you got my back. I mean, I... I, I know you do. I definitely <laughs> you know what I mean? do. But, you know, I definitely do. I should probably show that more uh in my head it's like i think that you know but it doesn't always translate i guess into the physical and that's yeah but i think that that's where our communication like there's a problem like we're trying to solve but Mm -hmm. our communication never I feel like we're still working on it, but it's like, I don't want you to feel a certain way, but yeah. even by me saying something, you are affected by it somehow. Mm. So, you know, we talk about love languages, but it's like, what language am I supposed to speak to you mm. so that you feel respected, but I also feel understood, mm-hmm. you know, and vice versa. Yeah, Because yeah. I feel like we both have issues that we kind of discuss. Like you were like, well, I feel like you talk to me like, you mm-hmm. know, a parent and you know, we're partners. Yeah. That should never be the case. So I wasn't aware of it until you said something. But the fact that you said something, I respected that so much more than you not saying something, yeah. which previously was the case. Yeah, definitely been trying to uh, work on my communication. Um, it's weird because what helped me was... <laughs> um, not saying anything. No, no. What helped me was to be introspective. And shout out to my cousin. I'm not going to say his name right here, but um, we went on a little uh, shroom trip. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that products like shrooms or LSD or, you know, certain things that help you go inside yourself and figure mm-hmm. out your problems and just reveals uh the stuff that you bury so deep down inside you mm-hmm. and it brings it up and it shows you and it brings it right in front of you and tells you this is your problem. Yeah. You know, that that small dose that I took showed me that my main problem is communication, holding things in when I shouldn't, you know, and just expressing myself, mm-hmm. you know, and 
I'm not saying it was therapy in a way, but just it's like the answers are already within you, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you have to talk to somebody to bring those answers out, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you have to go through certain situations to understand what the source of the problem is. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, you also have to be in a space that's aside from myself, mm-hmm. you know, or aside from your mom, mm-hmm. but somebody where who can who has no level of judging you or, yeah, yeah. or you feeling like that you would be judged. Yeah. So I think that's why like therapy was beneficial for me because I know that what I tell that person, they don't even know me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like that kind of strips that barrier for me. But then that person is also neutral. So yeah. allows me to kind of replay and try to understand Mm-hmm. You know, something that I may see in a different light that she can be like, well, no, did you actually look at it this way yeah, yeah, yeah. or did you kind of interpret it? So I think therapy has been helpful for me to be mindful, but also not as judgmental as I used to be um, and constantly feeling like everything needs to be like mm-hmm. every like not everything revolves around me. So it's like, how can I be a more understanding and open person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, that's deep. That's mm-hmm. deep. So, how long do you think you would partake in therapy? Is it like a forever thing? Or um, it it's like- a forever thing because I'm also learning that that's the way that I need to cope. Mm-hmm. I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. So I can't go to church, you know, and consult in my priest. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a space for me to just unravel everything and have a space for myself to think about myself and think about the things that can improve and think about the things that I can let go. And think about the things that can allow me to move forward freely Mm -hmm. um, without feeling any insecurities, without feeling any pain, without feeling anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, My anxiety, I doubt, would ever go away, but there are some things that can probably help me. Um, So yesterday, last night, um, when I woke up out of my sleep, when the smoke alarms kept going off, I I felt like it was a fire. Yeah. But constantly I was just like, should I call like the fire brigade or should I, you know, alert someone? Should I wake you up? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it was minuscule, but in my mind I orchestrated it as if somebody like stopped smoking a cigarette and let that, you know, burn. So you created so a situation. I created a scenario in my head. That probably didn't happen. Yeah. So could, could it be a, a small root of your anxiety is creating situations that aren't reality yeah. say that one more time could the a small root of your anxiety stem from creating scenarios in your mind before it happens or creating negative situations in your head that's not in the reality. If I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining no, I th- it. I think you're you're hitting it on the nail. But let me see if I can try and um, vocalize 
what it feels like and what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, so I always had anxiety from, I feel like when I was a little kid, yeah. there's certain situations where I didn't feel comfortable or wasn't ready for. Yeah. And it was just up in my forefront, but I had, I had to, you know, take that step. Um, so just carrying that with me as a child, I was just like, okay, when I reach a certain age, I won't feel this way. When I reach a certain age, I won't do this. Mm. But when I reached that certain age and I still had the same sensations and feelings and thoughts, I was just like, oh my God, like I'm just surrounded by bad luck. You know, it was just always, like I always had that negative feeling. And I couldn't really process this. I didn't know that it was anxiety or yeah. like, you know, some sort of paranoia in these scenarios that I created. Um, but, you know, my mom always says, don't borrow trouble. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know why my brain automatically like starts in negativity. My uh, mother, um, I think it was like 2008, we were involved in... Um, Three things. Mm-hmm. My grandmother died in 2008. My mother and I were involved in two car accidents mm. within like a six-month period. In six months? In six, Well, six to eight months. I can't really remember now. But in one instance, uh, the car rolled over. It was all be on the left side of the lane, the fast side. And um, the car rolled over, I'm not sure, maybe like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And... It rolled over to the like right side up, like on the wheels. Mm. But um, she suffered like a, a lot of major injuries. Shame. And um, after that, every time she would get in the car or have to drive somewhere, she would have like panic attacks mm. because of what happened in the accidents, which just pushed forward to her her mind, and she she couldn't drive for a while. You yeah. know, so I believe that certain anxiety is a reflection of maybe instances that happened in the past. Yeah. That is just so it, it just reminds us of those instances in the past and it, it just brings it brings it forward. Definitely. And um, yeah, I. There are certain things in the past, you know, Mm -hmm. that have resulted in me having this level of anxiety. Um, But it's been enhanced as well since I had the baby. So I'm not sure if it's kind of like merged with the postpartum depression. But um, it's pretty scary. And it's scary because you're aware Mm -hmm. of of the abnormality. But it's like, that's why I'm like, you know, I need to go back to therapy. Because I feared for me not being able to like function mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah all right well that's all i have for today can you leave us with a quote i can definitely leave you guys with a quote and while you're looking i just want to share with everybody that you're not crazy <laughs> if you have a mental illness and it's always important to make sure that you're taking the steps to be well. Like if you need to talk to someone, you know, seek a therapist. If you trust and want to confide in someone that you love, do that as well. Um, But you're not alone. And you are loved. Okay, people, thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here's your quote of the day. Quote of the day. It's been taboo for so long to admit 
you had mental health problems. Rosalind Carter. Hmm. Thank you. Peace. Have a good one.